0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. Benji Kelly and New Hope Church. We are thrilled you have joined us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's message.
1: Hey, New Hope Church, hope you're having a great Sunday. I'm so glad you are in the house of the Lord today. If you prayed for me any this past week, I want to thank you because I had an incredible time with my accountability brothers and friends out in Colorado where we just prayed about ministry, talked about ministry, encouraged one another, challenged one another, and just really had a blast. This week, I am on vacation with my family in Florida. And so I want to let you know that next Sunday, remember, don't miss this. I mentioned it last week. We're going to celebrate Holy Communion. So that's a very sacred Sunday in the life of the church. And so at all of our campuses, we will celebrate the Lord's Supper next week, which is August 4th. And then, listen, you don't want to miss this. I'm just giving you fair warning again. August 11th, we are blowing it up at all of our campuses. We are having a full-blown worship concert as our worship arts ministry, the core ministry of our church. They are going to be releasing, listen, their very first worship CD. It's going to be incredible. You're going to want to buy one at the resource center, put it in your car, listen to it when you jog, whatever the case may be. It's going to be off the chain. That's August 11th. Mark it. Don't miss it. It's going to be great. Hey, today, um, I'm thrilled that you are going to get to hear from a personal friend of mine. I mean, he's on staff here, but but Dave Bookhout is an incredible uh, staffer, leader, friend. He is the live productions pastor at our church, and he is preaching today his very first message at New Hope Church. And uh, I'm just thrilled you're going to get to hear him. He did a Fabulous job at the Insight Conference as our MC. You often see him on stage here on Sundays doing announcements or transitions. And I just felt the Spirit of the Lord lead me um, about six to nine months ago to say, Hey, Dave, I want you to preach the second message of our Symphony of Praise series, because this guy understands worship and his whole life actually is a beautiful embodiment of worship. So um, I always encourage you to do this, but listen, I want you to do it extra strong today because when somebody steps on the stage for their very first time, uh, it can be a little intimidating. It can be a little nerve-wracking. It can just be you know a little much, if you know what I mean, weighty. So what I want you to do is on the count of three, I want you to blow it up, give honor where honor is due, grab the pen, grab the teaching notes, lean in, and let God speak to you today. Are we ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Welcome Pastor Dave Bookhouse to the stage.
0: I love this church. I love you guys. What an introduction! Wow. I just want us to remain in an attitude of worship today, church, as we go forward in our service. And um, Man, did you enjoy the worship at all of our locations? If you did, give it up for our worship teams. Bring in the symphony of praise in Garner, in Sanford, all the Daughters of the King at NCCIW, everyone up in Coffeehouse. We want to welcome you in, everyone at our watching on our TV ministry and online on our iCampus. We want to welcome you today. Let's give it up for everybody joining us today, church, at all of our locations. We're in this series, Symphony of Praise, and uh, as Pastor Benji said, he'll be back bringing the word next weekend. We're also going to be doing Holy Communion in the house next weekend as well, and it's going to just be an incredible time, but I... I am so honored to be able to speak to you today. It is a a little bit intimidating to step foot on the same stage as uh, Pastor Chad Lunsford, who brought it last week. Give it up for him, church. And I want to just take a moment, and I want to honor just a, a man who is just real. He's genuine. He leads our church every single week with passion. He leads it. Uh, just with grace, with humility, I want to give it up, church, for our senior pastor, Dr. Benji Kelly. Give it up for him, church. I love you, man. You're an inspiration to my life, um, and, and, and I just uh, I so appreciate this place. This church is a place of healing, and you you have spearheaded that for me. And the last year of my life has been the greatest honor to be able to serve on your team and to be able to serve the people of God. And so... Like I said, I just want us to kind of stay in an attitude of worship at all of our locations right now. And, um, you know, as I began to prepare to speak, I realized something. I realized that all the best sermon illustrations come from your kids. You ever realize that? I'm a, I'm a PK. I'm a pastor's kid. we got any other PKs at all of our locations everywhere? I see that hand. God bless you. Um, there... <laughs> there are definitely challenges in being a PK because, see, everything that you do becomes a sermon illustration. <laughs> so um, today, as I began to to prepare to speak, I was reflecting back on that, how everything my sister and I did was an unsolicited sermon illustration. And I realized that since I don't have kids, um, I, I should probably just take you back to when I was a kid, since all good sermon illustrations come from when we were children and you know, it's tough being a PK, but there are, there are also some perks about being a PK. See, one of the perks is that when your parents are chilling at church, you get to go and play with the instruments. So I would always go into church, and my parents would be in the office, and I'd kind of sneak into the worship center, and I would bang on the drums. Let me tell you, it is fun. Anybody like to hit some drums? Even if you don't have rhythm, it's a good way, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's more fun when you have rhythm. Well, maybe not. But... I used to bang on these drums, man, in the worship center, and I used to have a blast with it. And then one Sunday, I looked down, and we get this sweet new instrument. It was this awesome new electric organ. It looked something like this. And this organ was like brand new, state-of-the-art. And, and when this thing began to play, when our organ player began to play this organ, people worshipped. The tone of the house changed. God began to do something in the hearts of his people. It was the organ of worship. And so I had to try out the organ of worship, amen? So I, I you know, was in the house, in the, in the church that week as my parents were, were doing their thing. And, and I went into the auditorium and I turned on that, that organ of worship. And um, as much rhythm as I don't have on the drums, I have even less skill on the organ, let me tell you. So I began to just kind of, you know, hit that organ... Just just playing with all the settings, you know, it, it sounded absolutely terrible, but I was making this beautiful music in my mind. And as I was playing this organ, I'm banging on this organ, I hit one of the keys, and it stuck. <laughs> I looked around in shock and horror, and I did what any good PK would do. Shut it off and I walked away. (laughs) Didn't tell anybody. This was a Saturday church. The next day was Sunday morning. So our organ player comes in and we didn't have rehearsals, okay? That's not recommended. Especially when you have a naughty PK like me. Um, So he comes in and he turns on this organ right before service and he turns this thing on and he sits down And all he hears is. So he's trying to work through it, right? I respected him for, for what he tried to do. So he was trying to hit some nice chords. But you still had that one annoying, out of tune key to everything he was playing the organ of worship. That's what I want to talk to you today a little bit about, church. I want to talk to you about the organ of worship. See, the organ of worship is the vital organ of our hearts. <laughs> the vital organ of our hearts. And so we're going to do a little heart examination today. See, when our hearts are in tune, our lives can be like a sweet symphony of praise. But when our hearts are out of tune, our lives can be like a disappointing discord of noise. You ever experienced that? Where somebody maybe played the wrong notes of your heart? Maybe they played you. Maybe, maybe you got something in your heart that's just kind of out of tune and it's sticking. But when our hearts are in tune, life can be like a sweet symphony of praise. Let's look at the definition of praise. Praise is the offering of grateful homage in words or song as an act of worship, praise is audible. Praise starts with the organ of our heart, but then we need to make the connection with the speakers of our mouth. We're going to leave that definition on the screens today because I think it's a—it's just a great uh, point of connection for everything we're going to be talking about here. See, praise is audible, but we must have hearts of worship. Before we can experience a symphony of praise. Because praise is the act that stems from the organ of worship. Have you ever been around someone and they they just praise everybody they're with? They are awesome to be around. You just want to be in the room with this person because they're people of praise. They're people that lift people up. They're people that encourage people. They're people that bring joy. It's because their hearts are in tune. Conversely, have you ever been in a room with somebody who all they have to say are negative things? Man, they're just spewing the junk that's in their heart out on anybody around. They're just unleashing it out. Nobody wants to be around Mr. Negative. Amen? You know what I'm talking about? And unfortunately, so many things in our culture are like that. Let's look at Vegas for an example. Vegas has absolutely nothing worthwhile to say, but they have signage everywhere. They know how to say it. They're just spewing it out of their mouth. Nothing good, just spewing it out of their mouth. As Christians, we have everything to say. We have the greatest message ever told. Amen? Amen. We, We have everything to say, but so many times we don't say it. So many times we don't let it out of our mouth. So it's Praise is letting it out of our mouth, but it's also having the love of Jesus in our heart. And so many times we don't let people hear what's what's in our heart. See, we live in a culture of negativity. It's everywhere. The news is depressing. Darkness. People need to hear speakers of truth. People don't need any more darkness. They don't need any more negativity. People need to hear people of praise. People need to see people that have the love of Jesus live in their heart and bringing it out of their mouth. Amen, church? If you're going to clap, clap, church. That's worthy of some praise. Amen? We must be speakers of truth. So how do we experience a sweet symphony of praise? See, it happens from the inside out. It starts with our hearts, but then it must come out of our mouth. Pull out your teaching notes at all of our locations. Note takers are history makers. I had a youth pastor that told me that when I was 15 years old, and I forgot about it until just now. just came to me. Somebody tweet that. Number one, we experience a sweet symphony of praise from the inside out by having a heart of surrender. We just sang about it. Lord, I'm giving you my heart and all that is within me. I lay it all down for the sake of knowing you. You can write in having a heart of surrender. You can also write in having an organ of surrender. See, that's what we did when we became Christians. We surrendered. Jesus came into our hearts and into our lives. And See, once we, we've given God our heart and all that's in within me, it doesn't stop there. This is a process of surrender to him daily. See, surrender. we've got to surrender the sin that holds us back. Surrendering the things of this world that we put ahead of God so many times. I know I'm the only one that's ever done that, right? So many times we put things ahead of God and we take good things, but we make them God things. And that becomes a detestable thing. God wants those things out of our lives, church. And it's a, it's a lot more painful when he removes them from our lives than when we just go and surrender to him. And give it all to Him, church. But this is a tension we battle daily. It doesn't matter what you've done that day. It doesn't matter. You know, you could have messed up for the hundredth time or the thousandth time. Maybe you realize you were putting everything else in your life ahead of your relationship with Christ. All you got to do is take it back to Him today. Take your sin. Take your pride. Take the things that you're battling this week. Maybe... Maybe you had a fight with your husband or your wife. Maybe, maybe you're battling some respect issues with your kids. You feel like they're not giving you the respect that you deserve. Maybe, maybe it's a custody battle. Whatever it is, church, we are called to surrender those things. We're not called to have that burden in our heart as Christ followers. Praise Begins with a heart of surrender, and I believe when we really surrender everything in our hearts to God daily, this more than anything will change the tone of our lives. When we hit those right notes in our heart of surrender, it changes the tone and it becomes a beautiful symphony of praise. A.W. Tozer says this The neglected heart will soon be overrun with worldly thoughts, the neglected life will soon become a moral chaos. See, we must actively surrender. We must not neglect our hearts. We must take the things of this world back to Jesus, the things that we're battling with, the things that we're wrestling with. We must take it back to him daily. Rick Warren says in The Purpose Driven Life, it's sold like a billion copies. I don't know if you've read it. If you haven't, let me encourage you. Unbelievable book. If not to God, you will surrender to the opinions or expectations of others, to money, to resentment, to fear, or to your own pride, lust, or ego. You are designed to worship God, and if you fail to worship Him, you will create other things like idols to give your life to. You are free to choose what you surrender to, but you are not free from the consequences of that choice. I want to do a case study. I want to look at the greatest praiser in history. A, greatest, a greater praiser than Chris Tomlin. I'm talking about a greater praiser than Kim Walker. I'm talking even, yes, a greater praiser than our own Brian Fuller. By a little. <laughs> By a little. I'm talking about my boy as Pastor Chad likes to call him Dave. No, I'm not talking about myself in the third party. That would be weird. <laughs> talking about King David. And he was a, he was a passionate praiser, church. If we're going to talk about praise, we got to go and experience some psalms. See, this guy is highly qualified to take on this subject because he praised God like crazy. He was called a man after God's own heart. And he had just messed up with Bathsheba in Psalm 51. Prophet came to him and called him out on it. See, it's always better to preemptively surrender. Okay? but sometimes God just deals with you anyway because he realizes you got something in your heart you need to deal with. And he calls out to God after he got called out by God. And he says, God created me a clean heart. He says, renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. See, he was saying, God, I know I've messed up. I put things ahead of my relationship with you, but I want to refocus my surrender. I want to refocus my heart, creating me a clean heart, oh God, again. And I want to praise you from the inside out. See, some of us today need to be cleaned out like David prayed. He also said, God, search my heart. Examine my heart. See if there's anything in my heart that I need to deal with, God. You know, some of us... We need to get the junk out of our heart. Some of us, we need to get the joy of our salvation back, church. Some of us need more joy, more freedom in our lives. It starts with a heart of surrender. If you need to get the joy back in your heart, let me encourage you. This is going to be a great message for it. But go out in the Resource Center at the end of the service today and go get the Joyride series. that changed my life. Our pastor brought it, man. That was an unbelievable series. See... We need to stop holding in our hearts the things of this world that don't matter. And we need to look full into his wonderful face. See, praise from the inside out isn't just singing. It begins with a heart of surrender. How many of you at all of our locations, you enjoy receiving Hallmark cards? Anybody enjoy receiving cards? One of my favorite things about receiving a card is the note on the back. It's not the Hallmark card that's printed and has been available for everybody to ever give that card out. I love seeing the personalization. I love seeing what that person wrote in that card. But how many of you, if you're honest, if you're being honest at all of our locations, would say, I, I'm a little guilty. I have given a blank Hallmark card before. Is that you, anybody, at all of our locations? Okay, we don't have a lot, a lot of honest people, but I'll be honest. I've, I've given that. I've given a blank Hallmark card. How disappointed would you feel when you receive a blank Hallmark card? See, that's what it's like when we come to church and we just, we just sing the words to a song, but we don't really mean it. We sing, God, I'm going to lift your name on high. But then we go home, we say, only at church, though, I'm going to go home and kick the cat. That's just always funny when the preacher says, kick the cat. You know that? I always heard that growing up. I, feel, I felt like I'd use it in a message. I kind of want to always say that. But that's what it's like. When we, when we just praise out of our mouth, but we haven't surrendered the things of our heart, it's like giving God a blank Hallmark card. We want to be people of passionate praise that starts with a heart of surrender. See, at times, we've all been hitting bad notes on our organ. When it's been out of tune, when our organ and our hearts have been played by people. But the beautiful thing is that when we surrender our organs to the ultimate conductor who comes in and tunes us up, our lives can become like a sweet symphony of praise would you raise your hands right now church and as we kick this off would you just bow your heads and and just pray with me pray with me right now no matter what the state of the organ of your heart today say God I surrender I'm giving all to you I want you to be amplified today speak to my heart today I'm laying down my pride For the promise of the best life possible with you. Do something fresh and new in me today. Tune me. Help me to identify even the minor notes in my heart that aren't right. Be the conductor of my life. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You receive it, church. Some people just experienced some freedom. We just gave it to Jesus at all of our locations. Amen. Amen. Well, church, I wish I could say that my organ story stopped there. But um, I I got some piano lessons from my mom. She plays piano. I want to give a shout out to my parents. They're watching on the iCampus right now. Everybody say, hi, Dave's family. And uh, they're in the chat room, so don't believe anything my dad says in the chat room about me. Um, it's probably true. Um, so my mom gave me some, some piano lessons, and I went back to the, to the church, and I decided I was going to try them out. I was going to try to play some keys and, um, you know, try to, uh, try to hit some proper notes here. And so I began to try to play, and I was playing some good notes. So nothing was happening. There was nothing coming out of the organ. So I went around back, and I began to disconnect things, and I began to connect things, and I tried to get this organ working, and I realized there was a problem. The connection had pulled out, but as I tried to plug in the connection, I broke off the prongs, What do you think I did, church? Peace. (laughs) Next day was Sunday. (laughs) Organ player comes in. He tries to start playing. No sound. Guess what? I was the sound man. Let me tell you what happens when there's no sound. Everybody looks back at the sound man. (laughs) So God really kind of just pointed people to me anyway. So... um, I have the privilege of serving here and kind of overseeing the audio and the lighting. So that's what I want to talk to you for, about for a moment. Audio and lighting. First, audio. We experience a sweet symphony of praise from the inside out by, number two, having a connection of power. you got to connect your organ. <laughs> you know, uh, you, this, this thing ain't going to work if it's not powered up. we got to plug it in. Plug it in, plug it in. It's like a Glade commercial. So once, once you plug it in, you get the settings right. What happens? Shh, don't tell them I'm not playing. You guys too. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'll be here all day. <laughs> see, but that's what happens when we surrender to God. He becomes the power source of our organ. And we don't have to play it because he plays it. He tunes us. He conducts our organ. But see, without power to this organ, it wouldn't even turn on. The, the speakers wouldn't be amplified. There's no connection, no power going out of the organ. It says in... Isaiah 40, 28 through 29. The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives what church power to the weak and strength to the powerless. (laughs) See, we can try to go through life on our own power. Ever try to do that? I'm preaching to myself here. We think Okay, well, God, I'll just involve you in the big things, but the small things, I can take care of that. I got my own power. I, I, I got this, God. But then we go to him, you know, at the last minute when we need him to come, come through in the 11th hour, and our power didn't work out. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, and, and you ever wait um, until you're completely powerless to harness God's strength? Let me encourage you. Don't wait. Life is a lot better when we harness God's power preemptively to our problem, church. He wants us to trust him enough to connect to him. How? It says in Hebrews 4.12, For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. We get the power from Him through reading His Word. It's the Word of God that brings power to our lives. It's a connection to His power. He wants us to trust Him enough to connect with Him through prayer. You guys remember the Circle Maker series? If you were here for it last fall, that series changed my life. It's unbelievable. Let me encourage you to go out and get, get that series on CD. You can also get the book. We'll have it next week. But Mark Batterson says... In the circle maker, we shouldn't seek answers as much as we should seek God. If you seek answers, you won't find them. But if you seek God, the answers will find you. If your plans aren't birthed in prayer and bathed in prayer, they won't succeed. We can't do it on our own power. They have to be birthed in prayer and bathed in prayer. We must be connected to his power source in order to experience a sweet symphony of praise from the inside out. See, as we're connected to God's heart, he will reveal what we need to deal with in our hearts. It's all connected together. As we praise him, he comes in and infuses our hearts with something fresh, with fresh power, something new in us so that we don't have to operate from from something that's empty in our hearts, but we can operate from the overflow of what he's given us into our hearts, what he's poured into us. Number three, we experience a sweet symphony of praise from the inside out by being a speaker of praise. See, once you're playing the right notes on the organ and you got the power connection, we got to let it out of our mouths. We got to let it out of our speakers. See, praise... Again, is words or song as an act of worship? Praise is audible. Once we got the power-packed love of Jesus in our hearts, it's time to alert our speakers. This is where praise becomes praise. Up until this point, worship has been in our organs, but we've got to get it out of our mouths. Matthew twelve thirty three 33-34 says, Make a tree good, and its fruit will be good. Or make a tree bad, and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good? For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Psalm 28, 7 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in Him and He helps me. My heart leaps for joy and with my song I praise Him. Psalm 100, the scripture of praise, says, Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his, a people. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with what church? Praise. Amen. Let's go back to verse one. See, Dave's recommendation is that we think for joy to the Lord. No, he says shout for joy to the Lord. In verse 2, he says, come before him with joyful songs. Uh He says in verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. We must be amplifiers of praise. We must be speakers of truth. Psalm 34.1 says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. We got to go public with our praise. We got to get it out of the organ of our heart make the connection, and then get it out of the speakers of our mouth. See, there are things that, that I do in, in public and things that I do in private. I have a public life and a private life. Like, I learned my lesson on this a little bit in, in one area of my life. I do not watch Armageddon in public anymore um, because, because, man, that one scene where Bruce is, he's about to, you know, give his life for the world, and, and then Aerosmith comes on they're like i don't want to close my eyes don't want to fall asleep because i miss you baby and i just start bawling every time (laughs) i mean i'm telling you just just streaming down my face man i I, i'm i'm telling you this is the point where you know you could probably pull my man card that they gave out you could stamp that thing on my face that'd be that'd be okay man card (laughs) pull Love our production team. <laughs> Man, but our praise was never meant to be private like my Armageddon watching. You know what I'm saying? God desires for our private worship's volume to be turned up into public praise, church. Praise is an outward expression of an inward commitment. God wants us to be proud to praise Him. Let's shift and talk about lighting. At all of our locations, um, go ahead and, and, and just call out. You have a favorite superhero. If you have a favorite superhero, go ahead and name it right now. Everybody, name your superhero. Anybody? Okay. I heard Superman, heard Spider-Man. Um, we got some Iron Man in the back. Okay. Call out to me your favorite superpower at all locations. If you could have anything, speed, flight, what would it be? Superpower. Okay, a lot of, lot, of fly, lot of flyers in here. They want that perspective. I'm with you guys. I'm with you guys. I want to fly. So you think that my favorite superhero would be Superman, but no, let me tell you, it is Iron Man. Iron Man, he's this real guy, right? He, he's the man. He's got, like, all the cars. He's got tons of money. I mean, I could do some serious tithing with that, you know, because <laughs> I'm super spiritual, you know. Um, but, you know, his power comes from this light that he has in his heart. And it's the same way with us as Christians. We, we must have the light conductor that comes from heaven. We must let our light shine, get our power from, from our hearts, what's in our hearts, but then let it out of our mouth so that everybody can see. It says in Matthew 5, 14 through 15, it says, You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Light bulb. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. See, darkness is always inferior to light. None of us wrestle in our rooms and we're holding the flashlight, getting ready to turn it on, going, Man, I hope light overcomes darkness when I turn this thing on. Come on. Now... Light always overcomes darkness. When we surrender to Jesus, when he came into our hearts, it was never meant to be hidden. It was meant to be put on display for the world to see. See, I just moved to a new house, and um, my nightlight did not survive the move. Okay. It was this old kind of crappy nightlight. and um, I. Uh, so it makes things interesting a little bit when I'm going to bed because I have to make it from the wall at, outlet you know the wall plate to where the bed is I got to shut the light off and then it's it's pitch dark and more often than not on my journey to the bed I end up tripping over stuff and man it, it hurts but all I need to do is just get a new nightlight it's been like two weeks since I moved in I haven't gotten the new nightlight see America has been tripping They need somebody to turn on the light. They need people of God to rise up and speak truth. Speak what God has put in our heart. As we have hearts of surrender, as we're connected to God as our power source, we need to rise up and be speakers of truth. We need to be praisers to Jesus But so the world can see that. Believers are either going to shine their light Or hide their light, church. We must be shiners of the light. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I'm singing a lot, this message. This is why I'm not on stage singing, okay? I'm sorry it's so out of tune. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No! I'm going to let it shine. I always love that one. See, we are not called to hide our light under a bushel. We're called to unleash it for the world to see. And see, if you want a breakthrough in your life, you need a breakthrough with your light, church. Amen. Amen. Many of us were going through some things today, and we're, we're in need of a breakthrough. But it's time to breakthrough with our light, it's time to praise. See, praise is your way out of the storm. Praise is the way you get through those times of trouble. You turn from the things of trouble and you look full into the light of His mercy and grace. God inhabits the praises of His people. So when you're going through something, praise is the declaration of the breakthrough church. A sweet symphony of praise can't be contained. See, when the Israelites were promised this land of milk and honey... They had this city called Jericho standing in their way. But they went in there and they marched around those walls. And God called them to unleash a shout of praise. And when they did, those walls came tumbling down, church. He delivered them. He delivered them, Jericho. See, when Gideon and his 300 men... We're about to go and infiltrate the camp of Midian. God said, Shout for praise. They went in, they unleashed their lights, and they made a shout of praise. God delivered them, the camp of Midian. God delivered that army over to them. See, when Paul and Silas were in the basement of the prison church, it was praise that got them out of it. It was the praise that mounted their that melted those chains and broke those walls down church see we are called to be a people of praise if we want to experience breakthroughs in our lives if we want the chains to come off if we want the world to see our light church if we want the world to see the power that we have through jesus christ we must unleash our praises we must unleash our light we must be a people of praise church every head bowed and every eye closed with me church Maybe you're here today, and this all sounds really good. But you're going through something right now, and you feel like you messed up. Maybe you have so much shame involved in your life today that the last person you feel like you can come to is Jesus. You feel like you let him down so much. You feel dirty. You feel ashamed. Let's do business with Jesus right now. You don't overcome those things by turning away from God in shame. You overcome them by turning to him first in praise. say, God, I blew it right there, and I want you to be in my heart. I praise you. I want more of you and less of me. I want to amplify you, God. I surrender. Help my situation, God, like only you can, because you are mighty to save. If you fall down seven times today, church, We're called to get up seven times and keep continuing to praise the name of Jesus. God, we turn to you in praise today. God, I pray that you would create in us clean hearts. Renew a right spirit within us. Cast us not away from your presence. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto us the joy of your salvation, God. We want to be a people of your praise with nothing in our hearts holding us back, God. With a connection of power to you, God. We want to praise you from the inside out, God. We realize that that's only when we can fully experience, God, all-out passionate praise with you. When we praise you with everything that we have. So, God, I pray for the person that's going through something here today, God. I pray that you would unleash the breakthrough in their lives, God, that you would break down walls in their lives as we praise you today, that you would break chains, that you give them a peace, that you are there with them, God. God, we surrender our hearts to you in praise. We thank you for who you are and for what you've done. Gather heaven together right now. Look down on us. Join us, God. See our praises. Inhabit our praises. I thank you that you inhabit the praises of your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you would like to learn more about the ministries of New Hope Church, please stop by one of our six campuses anytime or visit us online at newhopenc.org. If you have any prayer requests, please send those to prayers at newhopenc.org. And our pastors and staff will stand with you in prayer. We hope you'll join us next week. God bless and thank you for being a part of our church family.